everybody, it's Jim. I hope you can hear me. I'm on an airplane right now. I just this morning woke up, got on in my Uber and went to the airport in Boise. I opened up. I just so what happened is Jesse bought me a shirt uh, of the place that I'm going, and so I blindfolded myself this morning, put it on, and then I put a jacket on over it so I couldn't see the shirt. And then I got to the airport and I and I. Uh, unzip my jacket to see the shirt to see where I was going. It was kind of fun. Everybody in the airport was wondering what I was doing. Anyway, so I unzipped my shirt and it said, drum roll please, Norway. So I'm headed to Norway. I'm super excited. Also a little bit nervous about uh, making this happen. Uh, just with no planning and relying on the app and hoping all the GPS coordinates are right and stuff. Anyway, I made it to Salt Lake, I'm just about to get on a 14-hour flight to um, to Paris, and then we'll be off to Norway and figuring things out as we go. So I'll pass this episode back over to Brent and Jesse to continue. I hope you can hear me a little bit, but uh, I just want to thank everybody who helped to plan this and for kind of following along with the adventure. adventure. When it's possible, I'm going to be updating on the website with some pictures as I go. Um, but I, I'm not sure if I'm going to be staying at hotels all the time, so we'll see how the Internet is. Thanks, guys. This is the Improved Photography Podcast, episode 230. Thanks, Jim, for that little preview you recorded on your way to Norway, your mystery trip that you're taking. My name is Brent Bergherm, and I'm one of your co-hosts for today's show, and I'm joined by Jesse Park. Welcome to the show. Hey there, guys. How's it going? So, Jim, he, got a, he said he got in his Uber... And he went to the Boise airport. He didn't know where he was going. And you had bought him a shirt. Where did you get that shirt? I'm just curious. Where do you buy a Norway shirt in Idaho? <laughs> um, actually, I just ordered it off of Amazon uh-huh. and uh, had it delivered prior to, of course, his uh, departure date. Right. And so he was a good boy, I guess you could say. And, and he blindfolded himself so he wouldn't see it. And it was a complete surprise. Uh, to where he was going. Now, was that you that uh, did that recording or, or were you there? Because I also saw in our private areas, we, we saw a, a video of that. Uh, was that you or was that his wife or? I believe it was his wife. Yeah, I dropped everything off the night before and oh, made I sure to keep everything secure for her. And then uh, he had his jacket on, of course, and I'll, I'll publish the uh, video so everybody can see it. Obviously, of the surprise. Yeah. He opened up his jacket as you saw. So, yeah, that's awesome. Tell us about his trip. You planned it all, right? That's correct. Yeah. Of course, had to get a little help from you guys just on kind of different locations, get an idea of what might be recommended and kind of picked everybody's ears. We had, of course, a budget to stay within for that as well. Right. So. Yeah. I remember some of the discussions we were having, people were coming up with really oddball locations, but you settled on Norway for some reason. Why did you settle on Norway? Based upon the areas of the recommended, I was checking out, you know, just Googling. Um, we hadn't quite got the app set up to the point when I was doing all the research. So I was checking out, um, just Google, what are some best photography locations? And Norway was coming across some of the better areas. And based upon his specifications that he wanted to be in, that was kind of like the perfect ideal spot. Oh, yeah. Nice. So what were his specifications? More of a like a cityscape, a landscape, a combination of the two? <laughs> it was mainly travel was the biggest thing is okay. didn't obviously want to end up in the Middle Eastern area. Um, issues with 
you know, war and everything oh, else. So, definitely. and then also want an area where he can drive on the right side of the road, which is kind of an auto request, but I get it. You know, in sure. the United States, we do that. So Norway was surprisingly accommodating in that manner. Yeah, I've driven in um, Ireland, and that was very interesting, especially when it's a stick shift. You know, shifting with the other with the other hand while still pushing the clutch with the right with the regular foot, the left foot. It was just a little weird, but uh, I got used to it, and we did okay. Yeah, um, yeah, I can imagine. I was thinking about that because all the rental cars in Europe, majority of them, unless you go with the full size car, yep. are usually manuals. So. Yes. Yeah. And we actually, although in, in Germany last summer, I actually had to specify I wanted a manual. And I think they were just used to Americans, you know, because I made a reservation through the American website. So I think they were just used to that. But I, I specifically chose a manual. But anyway, yeah. back to the, back to Norway. Where did he land and where is he going? He initially started out in Boise and went up to Salt Lake. And that's, of course, when he posted the photo of the nine hours to mm. you know travel or whatever yeah um, that was taking him all the way to paris so he is going to touch down in paris it was kind of good too because uh when he landed in salt lake he had a four-hour layover okay. and that gave him the opportunity to do some research figure out what's out there what he can do i also had plans for hotels in certain locations mm-hmm. and he was like you know what I want you to just go ahead and cancel those as much as possible. I'm going to actually go ahead and, you know, since I, I also provide him day and nighttime. So this kind of goes into that, but he just wanted to be able to camp and in some locations, you know, it's going to help obviously save money in that manner. Okay. Um, so, you know, really it ended up way below budget. So that was nice because I was able to go through and get those canceled. But he did all this research while he's in Salt Lake City, and then he landed in Paris and then landed in Oslo, Norway. All right. And that was, of course, on the 14th when he landed there. Okay. And so when's he returning? Uh, He is getting back, I think, on the... It'd be the 20th? Yeah, so he'll... uh, No, on the 19th, because it's the whole same day, so... All right. Yeah, daytime there is ridiculously short. It's... uh, uh, only from about 11 o'clock or no p- nighttime is only from about 11 till about three thirty in the morning. Oh my so goodness. really sleep time as obviously up in the Northern hemisphere area. So he's not going to get a lot of sleep. So. Yeah. That's the kind of thing. If I, I think if I were to travel that far North in the summertime, I think I would do my best to reverse my sleep schedule and sleep during the day and stay up all night. Um, yeah, capture the sunset, or the sunrise, sunrise and sunset <laughs> being so close to each other, and you almost never lose that blue hour uh, effect or that twilight effect. You could just get so many wonderful things, and that's the prime time. At least I would find that to be the prime time to shoot. So it's right now. It's been a dream. So <laughs> yeah, whether or not that's what I would actually do, you know, remains to be seen. So what are some yeah. of the locations? Uh, is he just kind of winging it then? Or is he still going to be hitting some of these uh, locations that you were kind of researching out for him? Or because if he's canceling his hotels, he's he's kind of going a little more footloose and fancy free. So I had, you know, I originally was looking at, I talked to several guys, you know, hey, there's some excellent photography locations up northern northern part of Norway. What I was concerned about, it's a 20 hour drive both ways. And, yeah. you know, that just takes up, it's, if I even spread it 10, 10 hours a day, that's still so much travel time after he's already spent, 
so much time at the airport. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of why I started moving stuff around. And then, you know, we just decided, okay, we'll bag the hotels. But there's a few locations I had searched prior to getting the list of good, you know, from the our GPS app to, you know, four and five locations, star locations. I had found a couple that I recommended to him. And one of those, I talked about in the last podcast and he was dead set on that. And that was, that was the one here, the, I'll try to pronounce it, but Troll Tunga. Okay. Taisado. It's an eight to 12 hour hike. So you spend practically your whole day hiking in, and then you're going to have to plan on camping there and, uh, you know, capturing that sunset and that sunrise and be able to get that. And then of course, hiking back. And when we posted the teaser photo, that's actually in an area where he was at uh, capturing that photo. So I was kind of surprised, but I'll uh, post an image of kind of some uh, other other photos of that location as well. That's pretty cool. So hopefully he'll uh, bring, bring back some awesome photos of that. Yeah, just doing a quick search on that now. It looks amazing. Is that the place where it has this Lion King looking diving board rock jutting Absolutely. out? Absolutely. And yep. there's people out on this thing and it's probably only eight foot wide and it probably stretches out 15 to 20 feet yeah and it just juts out and just like oh you know a a big gust of wind would take care of you (laughs) yeah i was that was like one of those that's killing for a drone shot or something up there so but the scenery around it is absolutely gorgeous it looks whether it's a glacial lake or a fjord or something along those lines it's it's just gorgeous yeah obviously right now it's not you don't have a lot of snow, so it's going to be, you know, primarily greenery, sure, but sure. still just amazing with the right, uh, like right cloud structures. So, but like you say, with that hike all day, he's definitely got to be prepared. So how did he, how did he prepare for something like this? He, did he check a bag? Did he have lots of just random stuff just in case, or did you give him a few pointers? I didn't give him any pointers at all. Um, I sent him the article information on kind of the location of it to give an idea of how that terrain is. And um, after, of course, he found out, I sent him that location because he was like, you know, what happened to that? Where was that? You know, give me more information. So just kind of gave him a few ideas of the areas where I was looking at. He had the ability to check one bag. So I'm not sure what he did with that or... And then, of course, probably have a carry-on as well. Then he had the four hours to spend in Salt Lake City to be able to purchase any clothing necessary. But honestly, the weather there, the you know, the low was maybe 50, 55 degrees and the high was 70 to 75. So sure. really decent weather for yeah, not bad. really outdoorsy. So Very cool. So any of the other spots that you have on the tip of your tongue that you could tell us about? Just some of the areas like set up north that I was looking at that, of course, didn't get the opportunity to go to. But I know, was it you or Brian that was planning? I think that was Brian who was planning a trip there here later on this year. Yeah, Brian is looking to go in August, either late July or, or early August, somewhere in there. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be an awesome trip. I know he is planning also a little bit of uh, Sweden as well, right? Or not? Sweden. Yeah, his destination is Sweden. But okay. he had a, a week or so uh, before that. So he was looking for some suggestions of where to shoot around that time. So that's cool. Yeah, I was gave him also just kind of the area where he's going to be at the upper kind of that upper portion of the bottom of Norway is right there connecting in Sweden. So, you know, if you get bored or whatever, <laughs> you have all that alternatives available to you there. Definitely. So do you know some of the other cities he might be getting to? You said he does have a car, right? He does have a car. Uh, got it. I didn't go with the smallest one, just kind of 
but also at least feel economic. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I don't know other cities where he might be going to. Just overall, I'm not sure. He's just let him do what he's doing. The, yeah, he's trying to keep it a little bit of a secret uh, with the you know the guessing of the locations with the photos we'll be posting. So. Oh, I see. Because I mean, there's certainly a bunch I could probably rattle off, especially Bergen and the areas around there. And you had already mentioned up north, he might not be going that far just because it's so long of a drive. But yeah, oh my goodness, there's just it's almost endless. Yeah, I even researched the idea because there's several small airports, right. and really, it's inexpensive up there to mm-hmm. be able to take a day flight or just an hour flight up north. But it was just I had already booked a rental car, so it was complicated because you couldn't you know check the rental car in this place they charge you more like 300 dollars more mm. so it was one of those things where it's like you know i just i'll bag that idea but yeah that you know the small little airplanes you can you know get on for 100 200 bucks you know a pretty cheap flight really to get up north to be able to do that so so if somebody's well, actually planning on something like that that'd be a great opportunity well yeah that sounds awesome so on a photo trip like this, do you know what computer equipment, what exactly the equipment was that he took? Or was that uh, kind of up to him and that's a secret to you right now? <laughs> I think probably a secret at this point. I know he has a Sony, uh, new Sony setup for his okay. camera. Yeah. Um, I don't know what, as far as lens he has, but as far as laptop, I'm sure he has this is a MacBook for communication and everything else. So. Okay, cool. Can we talk about costs of the trip? Yeah, just, just kind of curious how that came down. So the flight, the rental car, those are the two main cost centers. Was there a budget for food and that kind of a thing? There wasn't a budget for food. So the primary things were, of course, going to be rental car, hotel, and also the flight itself. The flight was the most expensive piece to it. Um, I tried to book it you know, good in advance to ensure the best cost. I had so much trouble between Expedia and um, different flight websites. I just went, ended up going to adjustfly.com. All right. Uh, but the flight ended up being about $1,600. Mm. And rental car for the entire trip for unlimited mileage was about 350 bucks. So really, that wasn't too bad. I've seen it far worse. That's so. definitely not bad, yeah. So, and that was pretty fuel economic car. It was still, a, I believe, a four-door car. Um, able to fit quite a few bags and everything. It was a small Volkswagen or whatever. Really though, when I was looking at it though, you know, if you're, if I was planning that trip up north, you know, for a 10 hour drive each, each day or whatever, gas is almost $5 a gallon over Ugh, there. Yeah. So that's another thing you got to kind of consider is, you know, that's another cost issue that you're looking at. Hotels each night were ranging from about, maybe 120 to two, $300 to depend upon mm-hmm. where you're at. So um, I was usually trying to keep her right about the $100, $150 range for the hotels I was looking at per night. Did you try Airbnb at all? I looked at some of them, but um, I wasn't successful in finding much of yeah. those. And I struggled with Airbnb because uh, you got to read definitely the fine print. A lot of them are like, here, share a room with us. <laughs> so I just, it, yeah. It can it can be tough, especially because I'm, I'm using that quite a bit on my trip. I have a big trip to Croatia this uh, summer in September, and I'm almost exclusively using Airbnb type locations. But it is definitely something you got to read everything about it 
in order to really feel comfortable with it. And some of them allow you to cancel with no problem and you even get all your money back, even the fees that Airbnb charges you. And then some of them are very strict in your cancellation. And so it's just all those different policies and all the different options. You really want to make sure you know what you're getting yourself into oh, when, you, definitely. when you do that. He flew through Paris, then he went into, uh, what was it, Oslo? And so he's just taken off from there. Well, that sounds like a fantastic trip. Is there anything else to to add before we go on to our, our announcements? You know, other than just keep an eye out for the posts that we're making just on the Improved Photography website as well as the Facebook page. And then I did want to announce as well here shortly the winner of the contest that we had posted on the Improved Photography website. Uh, but I did want to allow you the chance to go ahead and uh, go ahead and uh, mention about your thing as well. Oh, sure, sure. No, no problem. So uh, just a quick announcement uh, that I wanted to talk about. Uh, we briefly mentioned here how we were how Jim is going to be using the RGPS app and and Jesse was using that a little bit as far as his research was going as well. We talked about it on Latitude podcast and take a listen to episode nine, which should have been published by the time you're listening to this. So uh, head on over to that and uh, listen up to episode nine and you'll hear a little bit about geotagging your images and the RGPS app and how that's a nice, beautiful thing to uh, be able to incorporate into your photography. And is awesome. there any, there's probably no, no uh, indication as to the, the date on that release yet. We're still a little bit in limbo, I think. Right. Yeah. And I even just like said, right. Uh, today I checked with, uh, Jim on the date of that and there's still just a couple bugs. Um, we want to make this perfect and right for right. everybody, no headaches. So there's not a specific date set as of yet, but I'm really thinking with the next week or two, I'm fingers crossed, but, um, I, thinking it's really close to being ready for everybody to have that access to that. So Yeah, nobody wants something with a known bug going out. So it's definitely good to to hold that off and make sure we're doing the best we can to give us the best product that we can. So definitely. I think I think people are understanding with that. And Absolutely. being that this is, you know, the first one that IP has done, there's certainly going to be some some roadblocks that we just you, whenever you take on a new project, there's always roadblocks you never anticipated and and so it's definitely going to be a good thing. Listen to episode nine of Latitude and you'll get a, a good feel for for what you can do with it and and what my thoughts are besides saying, hey, it's pretty cool. Uh, I give you some details about that. And so listen up to episode nine. Perfect. And I like I said, I, we had an uh, announcement posted on the Facebook page in regards to the, the uh, mystery trip. And I had offered up that the person first to actually guess the location correctly would win a prize and uh, I'll be communicating with that individual uh, myself but I wanted to formally go ahead and announce who that winner was awesome here all right that was Helen Truman and she posted back on June 12th um, the guest for Norway so excellent job with that guest there excellent yeah that's awesome Want to also make sure that uh, you guys have checked out the Improved Photography Retreat. Tickets are on sale. And uh, if you guys have looked at that area, it's over Charleston and excellent location for anybody, especially around there, uh, knows how beautiful that area is, is. And the ticket prices are $459. And there's special pricing for alumni uh, and Improved Photography Plus members. And the alumni consists of the people who went last year. And so I know everybody who went last year had a blast. So. Uh, make sure you guys check that out as well. 
Yes, having a blast is almost an understatement, uh, especially <laughs> for some people. It was definitely, uh, it was a wonderful experience. So yeah, check it out. There's also, if you guys haven't checked out improvephotography.com slash workshops, you can see a bunch of workshops that the different podcasts are hosting. So you can check that out as well. Awesome. And then uh, we wanted to go ahead and talk about our doodads of the week. You bet. Um, I had put in there actually kind of perfect to the area that we're talking about with travel. Kind of an interesting little tool is a portable camping kit and is actually just like a you know Swiss Army kit, essentially. has a hammer, um, actually an axe, uh, cutter, and everything all built into one. Fairly small, but uh, the actual weight and axe have a pretty good weight to them if you're trying to just you know, take apart some sticks for um, chop them up for the fire or hammering, the, hammering those stakes into the ground, uh, just anything with that. So that was kind of a cool thing that I recently picked up on playing around with testing it out. So, so this is like the, the Leatherman that includes a hatchet head and a hammerhead, basically. Exactly, yeah. It's, it's definitely a multi-tool and you're not going to get on the airplane with it, at least in your no. carry-on baggage. <laughs> no, definitely not. So don't plan to try to pack it on the airport. <laughs> yeah, you, you could definitely yeah. cause some damage with this thing. Exactly. But yeah, you got a little saw. You've got a file because, you know, you got to keep looking good out in the wilderness. Oh, yeah. And a Knife, driver. pliers, hammer. Yeah, lots of cool stuff in that. That's awesome. My doodad of the week is yet another bag. I don't know... A photographer who only owns one camera bag. There might be some out there, but most of us who've been shooting for more than six months or so, we probably own a couple, three camera bags. And so I just picked up the Tenba Messenger DNA 13. The reason I did that several, uh, several, probably months ago now, my goodness, it's been a super long time, almost a year. I picked up the Peak Design Everyday Messenger 13 and just loved about that bag and raved about it. I shot it uh, in Europe last summer uh, with that with that bag, and I've used it almost ever since until until I upgraded to the 5D Mark IV, which was actually very soon after I got back from Europe. And then that bag just kind of never seemed to be just right for me because the 5D Mark IV is just a little bit bigger than that 6D that I was using. Yeah. And when you have that much bulk in the top section of that bag, because it tapers down a little bit in the Peak Design bag, it just topples over. I can't set it down and just have it set there. And so this Tenba Messenger DNA 13, it is straight down all the way. So basically it doesn't taper down like that other one does. There was certainly some good things about that tapering down. It was a very flexible bag, but this one will still hold my 13 inch notebook computer. It'll hold all my gear that I'm looking to hold. And that's about it. And I just need something that allows me you know, when I go to Croatia this summer, I'm flying one of their cheap airlines from Barcelona over to Croatia. They might force me to check my second carry-on bag because it mm -hmm. is going to be a little bit larger. And I'll just need the opportunity to just toss that computer into my camera bag and just be able to keep all my sensitive gear with me. And then I'd be able to check that other bag, pay whatever extra fee they got going on. <laughs> and then I'll have everything nice and secure still right there on me and not have to worry about it. So that's why I picked that one up. I did a lot of research between other bags. Certainly there's lots of other 13 inch bags, but this one was a perfect price point. It had uh, everything that I needed for that. And one thing I'd like to say that I'm really pleased about so far, and I have yet to load anything besides my computer in this bag. When you look online, the pictures that they show make the fabric, make the, the outer shell, they make it look a little bit, to me, it looks a little bit plasticky. 
it's the furthest thing from the truth. It's a wonderful, nice, solid nylon type fabric. It's just really well done. And then they've tweaked those images just a little bit and it looks a little plasticky, but it's a really nice soft fabric and it's, it's a good thing. So I'm, I'm really pleased with it. Yeah, it looks pretty slick as well. I like it. And also I see some photos from people that they have two different cameras in there, even with the mounted lens and yeah. you know, an 8,400 millimeter lens and just rain. Did the rain sleeve come with it as well? Or Yeah, the, the deal with the rain sleeve is that it comes with it, but it's not hidden like most other bags are to where mm. you just pack it away. It's a little separate item that you have to carry along with you. So it's minorly annoying, but you can put <laughs> it in, the, in one of the uh, side pockets. It has mesh pockets on either side. So you can just stick it in one of the side pockets and it's fine. I also ended up purchasing one of their little uh, organizers to hold your cables and, you know, chargers and stuff like that. So I actually ended up putting the rain sleeve in that. And then I put that whole thing in one of the side pockets and then I'll put a water bottle in the other side pocket. So it's Mm going to work out pretty well. They also have the Cooper, I think it is. And the reason I didn't go with a Cooper besides the price, because it's more expensive but the notebook slot is on the outside of the of the bag. And so it just looked a little bit more odd. It looked a little more bulky. And then also the way that it closes, it just wasn't as well protected across the top. And so this one has nice, generous flaps to keep the moisture out. If it does start to drizzle a little bit, you're not going to have any water just going straight into your gear. Whereas the Cooper, I felt it wasn't as as uh, generous on those flaps to keep the water out. So that's yeah. why I chose this one. Based on the 13, is that just 13 inches wide? Or I see they have the 15 on there yep. as well. That's for holding a 13-inch computer, a 13-inch mm-hmm. notebook. But in one of the videos I saw as well, if you don't stick it into the uh, dedicated pad for it, the dedicated pocket for it, you could squeeze your 15-inch notebook in there as well. And I, th- I saw that and was like, sold! Because <laughs> I also have a 15-inch. That's my everyday computer. And I just happen to have access because of where I work. I happen to have access to a 13 inch if I need it. It's not the one I use every day or it's not my normal computer. It's just when I'm traveling, I pick that up and and I take it with me when I travel. So it's nice to have the smaller load. That's awesome. Well, that wraps it up for us today. Thank you, Jesse, for telling us all about Jim's trip and all the details there. That certainly is exciting. We'll look forward to hearing his report when he gets back. Definitely. Can't wait as well. And thank you all for listening. Remember to check out the retreat, check out the workshops page. Lots of great things there to find on the Improved Photography website. Until next time, happy shooting.